What's up, everyone? Welcome to Overexposed. I'm Philip Lemons. I'm an amateur photographer and the community manager at Schatzer. Schatzer is a global network of photographers and a responsive image library. This week, I sat down with Adrienne Harold, a brand and product photographer based out of Illinois. I apologize, the auto quality is not super great on this one. Hopefully, I'll be recording with a new microphone moving forward. Either way, Adrienne had some great stuff to say about photography, brand photography, and life in general. So I hope you enjoy. We're here with Adrienne. Is that how you pronounce your name? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure so I'm not mispronouncing right. it the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long have you been in photography? Uh, Probably about five years, but I've been taking it more seriously for the last two years. Okay. So have you always been very brand focused no. or where did you get your start in the photography space? I started, um, well, about like five or six years ago, I started a blog and so I bought a really cheap camera so that I could take photos for it. And then after that, it branched into family photography and portraiture. And I felt like I was still kind of looking for what I, exactly what I wanted to do. So um, I was someone reached out to me, a girl who owned a clothing brand, and she asked me if I wanted to collaborate. And so I was like, sure, I've never done anything brand related, but I'll try it. And uh, I loved it so much. And then I posted one photo and I got kind of discovered on Instagram and it just kind of took off from there. So only a a year and a half or so that I've been doing brand photography, but love it so much. Okay, cool. So what was that first photo? Why do you, why do you think it took off? I don't know. Well, it, it was actually just a behind the scenes photo of um, we were using someone's motorcycle for the shoot we we're doing. And I took a behind the scenes photo of it and I just posted that. And it, it was very, it honestly, like I was proud of it. It looked like it should be along to like Kawasaki, but <laughs> it was just a background photo. And I don't know. I don't know why it took off really. That's cool though. I think a lot of people struggle to have that moment where their yeah. work takes off and they, get noticed, um, or get at least get more traction than they have been. Yeah. So was that kind of the point where you stopped doing portraits and that family stuff, or do you still do that? Well, no, I don't do it anymore. I think I did like two shoots after, um, other like brands have contacted me and I was like, this is not really what I want to do anymore. (laughs) It was all about product after that. Okay, cool. Well, it's nice to have that, that focus. Um, yeah. I know some people are jack of all trades, but mm-hmm. I think it says something to really be focused on one aspect of your work. Um, yeah. At least for me, that can kind of help me grow a little bit faster than when I'm trying to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you begin to get more work from brands? Was that just you reaching out or was it a lot of inbound after that post took off Um, it was it's a lot of um like word of mouth actually because i'm an introvert so it's hard for me to reach out to people so i would just kind of i built like my whole website around it and i took a lot of time crafting that up and then i got business cards and actually my mom is like the best person because she'll go around to businesses around town and she'll give out business cards and things like that and that's kind of the the best way that i've found for people to contact me I know I could definitely do a lot better with me verbally reaching out to people, but it's hard. Well, if your website and your mom's doing it with business yeah. cards, maybe you don't need to. Exactly. So did you did you have the blog before you started photography? 
yeah um it was like a lot of diy stuff because i'm definitely a do-it-yourselfer um so that's really what it was all about before that but it i like completely rebranded and moved it over to photography after that okay cool so do you still i saw on your blog that you used to or maybe still do um some woodworking yeah do you still do that a little bit it's usually kind of like my summer hobby so i'm just starting to get back into it now but a little bit not too much as i used to but why is it your summer hobby i don't, I don't know, know why but i kind of picture woodworking <laughs> as being like a winter a winter, a winter yeah. hobby yeah. well i used to do pottery in the winter and so now i don't do that anymore because we sold our kiln but that's another story um <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've done a lot of stuff uh so i don't know yeah. What do you enjoy making when it comes to woodworking? How do you get uh, into that? That just seems something that's like so unapproachable. I know. I actually started doing it because there was a coffee table that I really wanted from Target and I did not have the money for it. So I just was like, I'll build it. That's fine. And my dad, he's kind of a jack of all trades too. So I was like, hey, can you help me build this? He's like, yeah, sure. So um, yeah, we built that. And then every time I saw something that I wanted, we're like, let's just build one. So we've built a lot of furniture and I've done some like, home decor, wall hanging pieces, but it's a little bit of everything really. That's awesome. So do you, so you learned a lot from your dad. It wasn't like yeah. you were on YouTube learning right. how to Which do this. we both kind of learned a lot of stuff together because he didn't really do too much of it, but he's just got that dad knowledge. So he helped me get started and then we kept getting more like um intricate with our stuff. So we both had to kind of learn a lot of stuff together. That's awesome. Yeah. So did he also do the pottery with you or is that something you learned yourself? Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, he, uh, he came across a huge like studio size kiln on um, like eBay or something. And he saw it for really cheap and he travels for work and he was in the area. So he just, he came home with a kiln one day and <laughs> we were like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Woodworking has, at least for me from the outside and the same goes for pottery. I wonder if that helps your brand photography in any way to have that kind of. eye just and, you're creating yeah. something in a tangible way yeah. i don't know a it little, just seems kind see of it. mystical to me <laughs> right <laughs> um it definitely like because i'll get in ruts with my photography where i feel like i'm not really moving forward in any way and i know that the only thing i can do is just to like set it down and stop for a little bit so woodworking definitely is a way for me to kind of back away and do something else creative and it kind of jolts my creativity because if I get inspired in woodworking then I get inspired in everything and same thing with photography so it definitely helps me kind of like jumpstart my creativity again and uh yeah I don't know so I think that that kind of speaks to not being completely focused on one right. thing yeah maybe having a we I was talking about this with Angie Payne, actually, just having a little something where you can take a rest yeah. from and get that break so that you can actually approach something with fresh right. eyes. Yeah, I definitely believe in so that. So what, have you ever been stuck creating something for a brand um, where it just, what didn't, you were just hitting the wall, couldn't, yeah, couldn't create something? Sometimes it's kind of, it's. It's easier with brands because they kind of already give me a clear cut of what they want. So that kind of sparks my creativity anyways. But sometimes I, I'll be in like in the middle of a shoot and I'll get stuck and I have to kind of like, I'll just set it down and um, go back to the drawing board really like and leave it for a day or two. Um, yeah, a little bit. 
So will you work with any brand that approaches you or do they really need to fit your aesthetic? Um, I've turned on a couple of brands, but I'm not too picky. I think, you know, cause I, I do have my own brand's aesthetic and I love it when brands that align with that come and want to work with me. But sometimes I like the challenge of stepping outside and doing something else. So I'll do a lot of work that doesn't really go with what my brand shows. Um, and it's usually behind the scenes work that people don't really know that I've done. Um, but it's fun. I like, it's kind of like a little bit of a change. And so I'll definitely do it. But sometimes there are brands that I'm just, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And w- w- where do you, where do you draw the line on that? Is it with a brand's vision or specifically what they want you to create? Um, it's more so like the product that they have. Cause sometimes like I do a lot with, um, skincare and hair care lines and, you know, like, I don't know, clothing and things like that. And then sometimes I'll get like a children's brand that wants stuffed animals. And that's just not really something that I have like under my belt that I can like accessible to do. So things like that, I'll kind of just shy away from, but, um, I've done stuff for like Band-Aid and Neosporin and that doesn't really go with what I do, but I have the means to do it. So it's fine. I'll do it. It's interesting. Cause I, I, the photographers that I've talked to are kind of split one way or the other on this one. Some of them consistently say, you know, you really need only should work with clients that fit yeah. your brand. Yeah. Um, other individuals like yourself that will work with, anyone provided they have the means to do it. And I, I imagine that, like you said, if you work with a brand that doesn't matches you, it pushes you a little bit, gets you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, like is, if they come to me and it's not really something that goes with my brand's aesthetic, but I understand what they want, then I'll definitely go for it. You know, cause it's not like I'm just going out on a whim and I'm just guessing on what they want. If I know what they want and I've seen that kind of style, then I'll definitely do it. So how did how did you learn to become a brand photographer, if that makes sense? Because how did you make the jump when you started taking photography seriously to put your work at the level um, that these brands need? Where did you, were you like on YouTube all the time? Were you taking classes for photography or just figuring it out as you went? I definitely figured it out as I went because I can look back at some of the first shoots I've done for brands and it makes me cringe and it's like looking at the difference now and so many things that I've learned and I think I I look at Pinterest still to this day all the time and I I I don't know like it just kind of it gives me a new perspective on what you know like today's trends are going towards and I kind of try to um, jot down things that are like in today's trends so um, I don't know like I just I kind of try things and I see if they work and I see if they don't and you can definitely see what didn't work in my past work but that's kind of how I learned you know I think trial and error is like the best way to figure out what you're doing you know Yeah absolutely so how do you approach you know I I saw the quote on your blog experiments mm-hmm. trials and errors adventure how do you how do you approach that? Is it, do you have any method to the madness of experimenting, especially when you're working on a deadline or is it just a much more fluid way that you yeah, approach I life? I think that that's kind of something that, you know, is just natural, especially to any, like, I think this is what's any, like natural for any entrepreneur is that the only way that you're really going to learn something is if you are stepping outside of your comfort zone 
and you're experimenting with new things, you're, you know, going through trials and errors and you're going to fail. That's the only way you're ever going to learn. And uh, adventures kind of goes in with that too. Cause um, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm an introvert. And so working with models mm -hmm. and stuff is kind of outside of my comfort zone. I work a lot with studio work. So um, uh -huh. like, with me experiments is me having to find models and go out and just do it. And that's the only way I'm ever going to get over that fear of working with other people. Um, and I think every entrepreneur has to go through that. You know, it's not necessarily just being an introvert, but like there's something that you haven't done yet and it'll probably teach you a lot within your own industry. And we just kind of have to do it. I don't know. It can be tough though. Sometimes I completely yeah. agree with you, but it's, uh, it's certainly uncomfortable. I guess that's the right. point though. Yeah. It needs to be a little uncomfortable and you do learn yeah. more from And you might honestly, yeah, you, you might do. try it and realize that this is totally way past your comfort zone, but at least you did try it. And I've had to do that too. There's some like brand shoots I've worked on with models that I'm like, I will never do this again because it's just, it's so hard <laughs> for me and that's okay. You know, now I know though. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Um, so how do you keep yourself from getting burnt out when you're pushing yourself um, outside of your comfort right. zone? Because it's tiring. It is. definitely is. Um, it kind of goes like, you know, that's what my woodworking is. And I do a lot of other things in the house that I can step away from for a while. And like the beginning of the year was a really big rut for me where I just, I felt like I tried so much in the winter and I didn't feel like I really got anything from it. So I just kind of mm -hmm. stopped I kind of took like made myself take a vacation and uh, I don't know, I just like, kind of pursued other things for a little bit. And then I realized how much I missed photography because it is my passion. So when I jumped back into it. I realized how much I really did learn from all these things I did in the winter. And I don't know, like that's just kind of stepping away is like the best thing for me. I think I have to do it like twice a year. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you got to have a little time to reflect. Yeah. Otherwise it's just overwhelming. So is that, you know, I like to ask the question, um, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've learned over the course of becoming more serious about your photography? Does it relate to you? Is it what you spoke of yeah. earlier about being introverted and pushing yeah, yourself? Definitely. And it's weird for me because I, I grew up an extrovert and then I became an introvert in the last, you know, three or four years. So now I'm looking at, yeah, oh, really? and it's, it's weird. Like I was so outgoing and I, there was no strangers to me growing up. And then <laughs> I don't know what happened, but now I'm a homebody. And now it's like, I'm looking, I'm like trying to be the old self I was, but it's, that's not, mm -hmm. you know, like that's not going to work because it's, that's not who I am anymore. So now I'm trying to like teach myself this new way of being an extrovert within myself. Um, and yeah, I mean, that goes with pushing my comfort zone. So I think that is kind of the hardest thing I've had to to like learn so far. When did you realize that that was changing for you, that you were going from extroverted to introverted? Or did you just realize <laughs> once you were fully introverted, you're like, yeah, wait exactly a second. Right. I mean, the last year or so is when I was like, wow, like there's a big change from me five or six years ago to now. And I really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just, I kind of, found my place and so I just kind of stuck like in my house and I was just comfy here all the time I don't know what it was that did it but <laughs> here I am that's funny <laughs> how and how how long do you feel like now you've worked at it long enough to where you can successfully put on that extroverted mask for the kind day of. to do your brand shoot or is it something that you're still 
yeah you know feel like you haven't quite attained some days it's it's a little bit more of a challenge i mean usually i can do it like i'll i'll give myself a pep talk and i'll go out the door and i can do it but then there's some days that are just it's it can be hard i don't know especially from an a more introverted perspective did that make it more difficult to put your work out there initially when you were growing your um, brand? No, because I've always oddly kind of been confident in myself and what I've created. So, you know, like putting it out there, like making the website, launching my Instagram, things like that was, it was pretty easy for me. But then the moment that someone comes up to me in real life and asks me questions or talks about it, I'd kind of shudder a little bit and like, oh, I, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have the confidence when it comes to yeah. your work because that, that makes sense. <laughs> So, um, you know, you, you mentioned when we were talking earlier, this, that your favorite quote is the master has failed more times than the student has even tried. How do you keep failing once you get comfortable in what you do? I think that's, you know, experiments, you know, there's always something else that we could try and there's always something else that we could do. And I don't know, like, that's just, I always believe that there's, there's so many things every single thing every single day that we could learn and you never stop learning so i don't know as long as you just you don't get too comfortable in what you're doing and, and what you're creating that you just always mm -hmm. push yourself and how are you pushing yourself now it's just getting out there yeah being more extroverted because yeah, right now i'm like very heavily into product focused work and i don't have to use models but i know that there's some work that i could take in that would be more lifestyle and you know outdoors the outer net as i call it yeah <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the yeah. outer net <laughs> you know like every single day i tell myself like i can do this like i can but then i always just kind of shy away and i'm still i'm still working on it and i mean even like just doing this podcast like this this was like a lot for me to like talk myself into and i'm really glad that i am because this is something that i'm learning you know it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be <laughs> <laughs> so it's not completely horrible yeah. that's good that making steps in the right direction that if you're not like, Oh God, when is this going to be over? <laughs> That's good. I think, I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I don't think you can say enough yeah. about pushing oh yourself God, no. outside of your comfort zone, even outside of being a creative, just in, just in mm -hmm. life. Um, trying not to stay comfortable right. as odd as that sounds, <laughs> but yeah. So do you, uh, do you enjoy the summer weather, even though you're not that extroverted? Yeah, I do. Out, what, it, what did you just call it? The, the outer, outer net? net? Yeah. yeah. We, uh, our outer net days are usually just uh, in like a little cove and go fishing. We're, and if someone comes near us, we run away. <laughs> so we're still outside. <laughs> <laughs> just maintaining yeah. that extroversion. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So uh, I, I like to wrap these up by stealing something from um, pop culture happy mm -hmm. hour from NPR. Have you ever listened no, to that? No, I haven't. I actually had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do this thing at the end um, called what's making us happy. And it has, does not have to do in any way with photography, creating anything. It's literally just anything. It could be running away from people <laughs> at the cove. So what, what's making you happy? This uh, I'm going to circle back to the weather because it is. It's great. And I, I love being outside. And uh, also, like this year, 
we, I've been traveling much more than I usually do because I never usually leave Illinois and I've already left mm -hmm. the state like five times already and that's a lot for me. <laughs> so that's exciting and I love that right now. Yeah, I mean, so you've been traveling every month. Yeah, just about. I think I, I went, uh, I left two times in one month, but. Where have you been headed? You went to Savannah, yeah, is that right? Yeah, we went to Savannah. We went to um, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, I went to Ohio, which is not exciting, but it's out of the state. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow we're going to Minnesota and then to Colorado. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yep. Well, um, this week for me, I'm going to have to go with the weather as well. Yeah. It's gorgeous out here as well. It's been kind of raining cold, but now it's just um, sunny and warm and like 90s. Yeah. So get outside, go run and all that stuff. But yeah, so is there anything, um, What's where can people find you um, online and on Instagram? What's your handle again? It's Adrian with three two N's, E-X-O. Yeah, yeah three oh, N's. Yeah, so how do you just spell it out so people can find <laughs> it's A -D -R -I -A -N 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 -E -X -O. it? It's A-D-R-I-A-N-N-E-X-O. That's right, yeah. Cool. And there's your website, that's just www.samething? Yes. Oh, that's two It's because okay. uh, someone on Instagram took my domain, and after lots of DMs, they don't want to respond. So this is what I have to live that's with. <laughs> when I was talking with David Mendoza, he had to deal with the yeah. same thing. Somebody had his handle, and... Thankfully, they ended up giving oh, it to I him. Wish. But maybe one day you'll get the two N. Yeah, I Adrian. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too many people on Instagram now. You can't get the handle you want. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you um, for taking the time yeah, to chat. Thanks for having Adrian. me on here. Thanks for listening in. I really enjoyed what Adrian had to say about mistakes and experimentation. Please go check out her work at www.adriannexo.com. Give her a follow on Instagram. Let her know what you think of her stuff. Um, and please subscribe and rate Overexposed. I'd love to keep telling photographers slash creators stories in a meaningful way. And that really helps. So until next time.